welcome to Whiskey in the Stream, where we play 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons in a homebrew setting. This is a real play podcast, so there's likely going to be some adult language. So, yeah, take that as your warning. My name's Ethan, and I am the voice of Kaylin. Let's dive right in. Is 27. All right. We're live. All righty. Welcome back to Whiskey in the Stream. Gurdon did the recap last time, so uh, he's also not here. Makes it a little easier. Kaylin and Root, if you would please roll a d20 for recap. Low goes. Nine, but my dog's freaking out, so let me be right back. <laughs> All righty. Root, what happened last time? Right, last time we started in our cart, which is the danger cart, which is being led by our horse, Rora, former player horse named after. Um, the group is traveling along. Root is driving the cart. Kaylin and Gurdon are both reading. Kaylin strikes up a conversation with Mansell, trying to get some more information about the Duke and what's going on with him. Kaylin accidentally hits him. Accidentally loosely. Gurdon passes the Duke a note saying to stop it and further irritates him. Political conversation happens about opportunities once in town between Duke and Mensol, and they carry on this weird long roundabout conversation for a little while, but he does at least seem to stop throwing paper out of the back of our wagon. Norm is concerned about why Gurdon is upset about the paper throwing and warns the Duke may be cunning. Norm goes up to talk to Root, and they talk about the Duke, and Root thinks that he is a cunning idiot. But Mansell is probably smarter and asks if he can stealthily spy on them, and inquires if he can shrink. Gurdon reaches out to pet Asti, and talk to her telepathically, and she is content but sad, and... Gurdon wants warm cuddles. Root gives scratches and checks in on Asti and gets the same feeling of contentness and sadness with images of Aurora. Duke and Mansell take notice of Asti. I did not like that. (laughs) Uh, Kaylin starts to pay attention to the conversation to see if he can pick up on any code. He picks up that they are talking about him, so he continues to listen. Um, there are like a bunch of birds that start flying overhead that catches Root's eye. So she stops the cart for a bathroom break and Root takes Asti to investigate the branches. Kaylin joins her. Gurdon stays with the cart. After some miscommunication, he lets Root know that the Duke is speaking in code and she lets him know that Norm is spying. Kaylin returns to the cart, and Gurdon heads towards Root. Root can see messages in Drudic about Wolf's Head Basin, some large, a large forest hub for druids from during the time of the Void, which tie um, with magical creature of the Foxvine, and an entity shows up for some big events impossible to pin down the mythos. Uh, we hear the name Gren before a message about beware of the summon three given by the life of nine stopped by the basin of Wolf's Head. Know this marking paths in safety. And then Root decides to ask Asti if she likes foxes, seeing if the creature knows anything about this fox find thing. Um, then there are some points that form a symbol that Root draws and walks around to see if the symbol is an archway, passes through and nothing happens, but she receives a message about a protected crested hill. After some banter, everybody but gets back to the cart and birds are still flocking about. Root tries to speak to them, but they don't speak her bird language, but with animal handling can tell multiple things are running them off. Root delays warning the group, and we prepare to fight. Uh, Root creates a barricade of dirt around the cart and to protect it and the horse. 
And then we start to get uh, approached by some beasties and battle with a troll. And then um, the symbol Root previously saw appears in a vision. Also happens, Gurdon, Kaelin, um, their vision goes black. And a new symbol emerges, a triangle that with lines and a symbolism of three. And Root does share the symbol with everyone but the Duke. And then some more creatures start to appear and we all start to like go unconscious and the Duke's face gets ripped apart. And then we all wake up. Um, there's a red and black stain on the ground and the Duke is missing. Perfect. And the the other entity, at least some parts that stick out a lot, is that triangle missing from its face or where a face should be in these black tentacles that fractal and spread out from it in a spray. And the fingers that bend with far too many joints and in the wrong directions. Fortunately, everyone in the group minus Duke Roebuck uh, the 15th happened to see a PG version where that was kind of all they really saw. They they knew some other, you know, uh, the red dot people who were trying to do the summon were, were definitely killed. But in what manner, they, they didn't really see as much. Most of the hand. Uh, the Duke, however, saw the whole thing, uh, unprotected as he was. So this is early morning. Everyone has gained the benefit of a long rest. Uh, as far as feeling rested, that's entirely up to you. Pretty traumatic event. Uh, Gurdon and Asti are currently kind of cuddled up. Gurdon's just got that thousand-yard stare just holding Asti, uh, getting ready to just load up in the cart, and we'll just sit in the back of the wagon with her. Um, Manso looks over at the two of you and looks down to the red stain that's on the ground you guys don't remember setting a campfire there didn't seem to be any time but there are the remains of one in the center of camp you can see that you had bed rolls all set out you're pretty sure you didn't do that but they belong to you they are your belongings all spread out laid out as if you had taken a nice long normal camp well except for Kaylin, yours of course is you know your spot that you stand in with your bag nearby. Two footprints. Two footprints. Norm and repair. They are also a little shell-shocked. They kind of just sit and stare at the ashes of the fire for a while before packing up their things, and then they begin to wrap up. Uh, Norm wrapping up his face and the bandages, and it looks like they're going to set themselves back up as a single person again. But they're not conveying that. They're just going about the motions in this almost autonomous way. Manso looks over at the two of you. Right, and so did was that the the face you you two saw? Pyramid head? Yeah. Uh-huh. I guess. So Dookie didn't really like it. Ding dong, the Duke is dead. Wicked Duke. <laughs> you two seem real calm like. Did you two know that would happen? No. And that that's not a dis that's not a lie. Kalen honestly did not know. He just knew protection. Might as well give it to Mantle, but he had no idea what was coming. Was it that thing that you put in my face? Maybe. I mean, everyone that saw it had a rough night. I don't know if the Duke saw it. I didn't show it to him. Do you know if he ever tried to sneak a look at it? No. Hmm. I saw it when you, when you went in my face. and Yeah. I mean... I think I heard something about protection with it. So I know you were right there in front of me. So I went ahead and was like, hey, well, let's get you a shot. But I had no idea what would be coming. He looks over to you, Root. 
I didn't know this would happen. Am I sad it happened? No. Also, now maybe you won't make fun of me when I say I'm talking to the trees. That was... That was Gurdon. Collective you. And you guys continue packing. Caleb's going to be like... <laughs> Never did. Weep it, but it's all good. I don't recall it. <laughs> Meanwhile, Kaylin has like a little video playing of you know, warning Gurdon, she's talking to trees, maybe go address this. It's like, no, I don't recall any of this. <laughs> uh, now I do? <laughs> I'm sorry, Rude. It's okay, you still have a lovely singing voice. Your angel language thing. Oh, I was like, I hope I didn't sing on stream. <laughs> I don't want a video of that. Um, yes, my celestial language is quite the song. Benso looks back and forth at the two of you. This is going to be a weird question. Now, I know you don't do magic. Like, yeah, you, Kaylin, you don't do magic, yeah. Um, Root, you know, on a scale of like one to nine, what kind of spell level are you, if that makes sense? Three? Oh, shit. I want to I wanna work a new deal with you guys. Can I ask something meta real quick? Yes. And this is not picking at you, Ken. Is his accent really changing like that? No, this is me screwing it up. Um, okay. Well, that, that, I know the Dukes was, so that's why I wanted to verify. Yeah, no, very fair. Uh, it is supposed he did have a Cockney accent. Let's just assume he did. I uh, I listened to how bad I butchered it last time, so I kind of just gave up. And that and that's totally fine. Just I just wanted to verify. Yeah. So he does ask the two of you if he can renegotiate the rest of the trip. Of course. So. Instead of just going straight to the city, can we just go to the outpost? We'll get paid. And then I can just retire. And in return, I'll let you in on what he was doing. And see if you wanted to get involved. You're only going to look over at Root. I'm good with that arrangement. One so, condition. Mm -hmm, me too keep what happened here hush hush I don't really know what happened and I don't know how to explain anything yet I intend to tell them to stay away from this area as far as humanly possible okay and what about when they ask about Why? the duke you were supposed to be escorting kind of gets a far away look in his eye for a minute shakes his head and comes back it's part of the negotiation. Okay. I'm listening. Okay. First, as a sign of good faith, and he goes over to the box, the large chest that had been kind of sealed up that supposedly had the papers in it, and presses down on one corner and reaches and pulls off a false side of the crate. And pulls out a little bit of stuff type items, like a bits of dry hay, some other little wooden pieces to hold things in place, and pulls out a couple of bags, and then starts passing it back to everyone. Uh, you all regain five gold apiece that you had been missing. Um, Gurdon regains his. Uh, plus one cooking utensils that he had won in the competition with Kalen. And Root, the last thing that he brings out is an ornate dagger that you had picked up along with Asti. And starts to hand it to you by the handle and pulls it back. He goes, how involved with this family are you? Found it at what was supposed to be a theater. You found it? Yeah, in a barrel. 
after, you know, we were getting attacked in what was supposed to be a play, but then turned out to be like a weird murder plot. I don't know. At this, Kalen reaches in, grabs the hand axe he still had, and be like, yeah, see? We found it. Still has a tag on it and everything. That's right. So you guys aren't with the families, then? Freelance? Buddy, have you seen how we operate? We stumble into chaos. So he gives your dagger back. Um, and then empties out the rest of the stuffing, so Jinx, you, nothing else is hidden in there. Puts all the stuffing back, closes it up, and pops open the top. And you can see that there are several reams of paper. Uh, and he closes it up. Okay. Uh, so, I'm sure you guessed that those aren't our names. Duke and Manso, the manservant. Yeah. Yeah, we were onto that. We know you we were Mag talking code earlier. Magic Bach is also kind of, you know, confirming, uh, you guys up to no good. Yeah. Uh, to be fair, that's mostly, you know, Marmo's thing. He was he was the group actor, so he just kind of picked a a personality and just like went head first into it. Uh, uh, my name's Doug. Pretty unmuted. Doug. Sorry. Nice Doug. to meet you. Funny. Doug. No, no, no. Half hilt. Uh, well, I, I'm real shook up. If we could get going to the outpost, just take me there. You've got that contract from Marmo. Uh, Marmo was kind of high up in the organization. So if you guys are looking to make some decent money and you don't already work for a family, this, you know, this could be a good chance judging by the fact that we just survived that and it was you guys and I saw you kill the troll and scare off the Gorellin. Like, you guys could be high up real fast. Organization. Uh, he gestures towards your knife and your hand axes. You guys are putting those away. Non-family, family businesses. Rival family? knocking off rich people and taking their shit. You thought we were rich? Look at you. You got some giant piece of crystal you carry around on your back. You have a pile of gems that moves. Fuck yeah, we thought you were rich. Kaylin's gonna go up to Root. Hell yeah, we look rich. Um, We're a little tied up at the moment. We have a previous... Responsibility we gotta take care of. I don't know how much we could, you know, engage with the non family family activities. That sounds really weird. Yeah, but chances are you could probably just do it on the way. It's not like we have like strict schedules. I mean, we fucked oh. off in town for like two weeks. Oh. I mean, hmm. I'll leave it up to group. Well, I mean, you don't have to decide now. We'll figure it out on the way. Oh. Now, is your non-family family gonna be upset about the death of non-Duke, who is still a dukey? Marvel wasn't a duke. That was his, his character he was portraying. Well, dukey, he was a shithead. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, he was that. Like th this character, he, he's what he called it some like method acting thing. I don't, I don't know. He's one too deep. But will your non-family family be upset by his absence? I mean, a couple of them might be a little upset, but not like too bad. It'll probably just be like, "Did you do it? No, he died out on the job. Well, that's super shitty." Okay. Right. Uh, so do you guys want to discuss anything further before loading up and heading towards this outpost? Good to marinate on it. Same. Got it. All right. Uh, 
Kaylin, as you load up in the back, you can see that uh, Norm is sitting up on the bench with the top half of the trench coat ensemble and the fake arms sticking out of the, the arms with the gloves on. That's all set, and Repair is sitting on the ground with the rest of the bottom half of the outfit. So they're they're in the outfit, but they're split in half to sit. Yeah, so that way he's not actually having to sit on Repair's shoulder as they bump along. So whenever they need to get up, he, Norm can go ahead and pop up onto Repair's shoulders, and they can just stand up that way and make it look slightly less horrific. Kim's going to kind of look at them and be like, you know, you don't have to do that right now, or or is this something that just makes you feel more comfortable? Uh, Norm just nods gently. Uh, he squeaks something out, but it, it's impossible to tell if it was anything. Just sort of a high-pitched noise, and her pair just goes, yeah, 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 yeah. He's going to pat Norm on the shoulder and sit down next to him, almost like a little bit of like a protective like way to just sit there, but not like not not doing the man sit, just just the protective. Got it. And if you kind of like rub his back, he'll plop a head onto your shoulder for a little bit, and he breathes a little heavy, but it does seem to settle down after a little while. Okay, yeah, he would definitely do that. He would definitely try and comfort him a little bit. Um, root. Mm. What was Manso is now Doug sits up next to you and begins pointing out different directions to go a little bit more emphatically than they had before. He was kind of letting you guys take the lead and just giving some gestures now and then, but now he's being a little bit more active. You're starting to see, because your passive is fairly decent, you can see a couple of traps that had been set up along the larger way. So while it takes you a little bit longer to navigate, it's safe it's relatively smooth and so far everything's going great so i'm going to zoom out a little bit and we're going to move forward from where you all are about our travel away from where you're at right now all right so the camp that you all have been monitoring has really not changed a whole lot. They appear to have had another small shipment of people and goods moving towards the coastline that kind of skirts around downwater. But it seems for the most part be fairly quiet. Uh, there's some general debauchery. You've also seen a couple of groups that have come in. They look like basic adventurers or commoners with notions that will occasionally approach. And some of them have stayed on and they seem to have joined this bandit group while the others have been made use of one way or the other uh, and disposed of if needed. Occasionally you'll see one come back with a citizen from downwater who gets paraded around a little bit beaten up some and then they kick them back out to go try to find their own way back into the village from where they are. So this is probably the second or third day of scoping out the activities. You have a pretty good idea of patrol routes and you've moved to adjust to get out of the way of those. You've also seen the two main points of ingress and egress and you can also see where they have most of their high value goods. And even that is still, from your perspective, Ren, really not high quality stuff. It's better than the other dirty copper trash that they have laying around in this encampment, but it's not, you're not entirely sure if it's worth the effort to try to get that. Uh, you've cut out about 30, 35 consistent individuals here. Quite a few ghost stories that go around, so they seem a suspicious lot or a superstitious lot. Definitely not a single person here is anywhere close to your level of sophistication, intelligence, none of that. These, you don't even know if you would waste the word plebes on the people in this encampment. 
Uh, Ren, you've kept a very close eye on how they are securing those goods. And from what kind of locks that you've seen, as well as covert, and for you, those are pretty huge quote marks on covert, uh, operations of them trying to steal from each other. And even when they are successful, just based on their wrist movements, you can see that these lockpicking skills are pretty pathetic and that those locks are not going to last more than a couple of seconds with you at best. Uh, and that's if it happened to have rusted a lot, which it could have. You're not too far from the coast. And these people do not maintain their tools like they should. So the two of you had taken a moment to separate, uh, but now you guys are coming back to reconvene with some of the information. Is there anything particular that you two wanted to share with each other that you found? And here you can uh, meta-wise, you can take some liberties with, you know, any of the people in the area or any points of interest, items of interest, within reason. You're not going to find a dragon captured in there. Sister, are we about done here? I'm tired of watching this filth wallow in what they, I guess, value, this trash. I don't even think it's worth our time. Like brush some of like the the leaves and like the just the general forest stuff very disdainfully. Truly, brother, I thought being of the academic kind, you might enjoy seeing the human condition. But no, no, I do not enjoy this. I am ready to leave. I have grown tiresome of this. My skills they are waning. Are we supposed to be doing something other than monitoring this? Who are we supposed to report to? Some, some fellow in Don, Downwater? Dawnwater? Didn't you write it in your book? You do, after all, write everything in there. I do. I do write everything, but usually if it's something of note, which this is not, I think I wrote plebes with a less than sign. Boring. Wow, that was quite a bit. Oh, very interesting. I think we were looking for work, though it seems to lack here. And the well, skills that we... I thought you said we were being paid to investigate a potential bandit camp. Right. Work. Dear sister, this is below even you. Look, I I'm just trying to scrounge some coins together i know it sounds terrible oh, brother i am stooping to a level i guess below even what i normally stoop to but we could just burn the camp down and move on and say they were taken care of well they would be taken care of but uh, that does seem rather grim even for me to burn well, you mean to burn the whole town down is that what you're talking no, this, this, I don't know what you would call it, um, camp? The Bandit Camp? Or the camp we're in now? Uh, so you guys are outside of the Bandit Camp scouting that out. Uh, Downwater is maybe like a 45-minute walk uh, oh. north to get to the coast. Uh, so Downwater did send you down this way to investigate to see if it was a true Bandit Camp in the area or if there was a changeling camp in the area. But as far as power and vault you got with, it was up to you. They were just trying to figure out why they were being attacked so often. Uh, well, they did appear to be bandits, correct? Oh, 100%. Okay, and yeah, they're like capturing changelings or something, or they're trying to find changelings? Is that accurate? It is, from what you've gathered the past few days, you've not seen anyone that really seems like they may be changelings. Most of the people here have been uh, humans or halves, half elf, half orc, half halfling, just fun. Um, as well as a few that are probably local to the forest, um, more or less barbarian types. But yeah, this section is 100% just a bunch of bandit trash. I say we hit the road and try and find something that's actually worth doing. How about a city? where I can actually wash. Hmm. Well, perhaps we'll just teach them a lesson. 
Perhaps we could just teach them a lesson and scare uh, them off. We could, I suppose. Just the two of us. I mean, they're, what, 30 or so? And granted that they're, their combined value is less than one of us, I would say that it could get a little dangerous. Well, I mean, they are a superstitious Perhaps. lot. Perhaps we could hire some thugs, the next ones that come by, and they could help us root out this camp, and we could pay them in glass beads. That seems like a rather intelligent idea. Well, you know, one of us has to be. I'm glad that it's me. <laughs> Touché, my sister. Touché. Oh. And then you both do know that you could at least pick up a couple of quick coin at Downwater since you've confirmed that it is a bandit camp uh, before moving on to more appropriate areas to gain some work. Oh, well, that sounds even easier. Let us head back to Downwater and tell them about this camp and uh, look for good work. Something fitting our station. Maybe some equestrian riding equestrian riding just sail off onto another ship and adventure what are this horseback riding what is I this sailing i don't know what you see in it sea breeze watching the sun rise on the horizon to feel the salt of your lunch over the side every two hours well it's not my fault that you have a weak stomach it's not weak it just it's delicate depending on the food that we get to eat. Brother, everything about you is delicate. It always has been. I don't have to take that from you. But he doesn't say anything. He just kind of follows you anyway. <laughs> you guys begin making your way sort of east, skirting as far around the outer patrols that you are aware of. Doomslayers. Uh, as you're beginning to get what you here from Doug is being closer to the outpost, you start seeing signs to the north, so to the right of your position that say no changelings here. Uh, later on, you'll see absolutely no changelings allowed. The paint for some of these looks like it's still a little bit wet. Probably went up this day, probably in the morning, before you guys made it that way. Uh, it, it definitely feels a little bit odd. But you continue on. Um, Manto, Doug, uh, tells you guys, uh, just hang here a second, and starts doing a series of whistles. Ren and Ren, you hear, as you're making your way north, uh, a sound that's a little bit east-southeast of your position. And it's a series of whistles that the patrols had used to warn of their arrival. So if a new shipment of people or goods were being brought in, they would give this signal to alert someone. And after a moment, the signal repeats, which you know means it's you know not like a, an emergency. So it's probably a safe deposit, whatever it is. Well, as we're passing by, we might as well see what they're delivering this time so we can note it down for the village folk of dawn downwater but at least behind behind the rock just stand there out in the open well, i'll get my suit dirty oh, just get over here she kind of grabs me pulls me behind and i'm like oh, oh, trying to wipe off the dirt all right uh would both of you give me a stealth check please while I'm, while I'm like fixing my suit, can I cast major? Absolutely. Perfect. I'm like, oh, oh. a little prestidigitation too. Clean the dirt off. Oh, definitely. I think the prestidigitation probably would come first, just on the rare chance that the major armor locked it in. Oh, that would be horrendous. And a stealth check, you said? Yes, please. I'm having a hard, <clears throat> I'm having a hard time connecting my uh, D and D Beyond for two roll twenty. Let me just. Reload it again. I'm having issues tonight with that too. Uh, something might be up with the extension. Ooh, five. That's a good number. I'll try one more time and then I'll just roll d20 and add my modifier. 
Or if it is rolling in D20 and you just want to tell me what the number is, that's fine. I'll try it. See right there, you got to click over onto features for the update. For the Here. Click update. Here? No, switch between your features and down the tab down there. Hold on. I'll mute. Actually, go mute so I can find out. Because <laughs> I'm having the issue. Oh, so, so go on your character page. Mm-hmm. If you read what it said without clicking through it, it oh. said that you have to click on your class features down. Down a little bit like that. Yes. See, now it says VTP updated. Oh. Now try clicking it. I was clicking. Oh, I see. There you go. Okay, where where did you say? So when you open up the new page, sometimes you have to go. Um, so hold on, mine's kind of minimized. But if I, oops, if I make it bigger, um, there's like a the section where you can switch between like actions, attacks, class features, etc. If you just click over to your class features or features and traits tab, usually a message will come up and say VTT has been updated. It needed that information for whatever reason. Yeah, it's not popping up for me. I'll, I'll keep digging into it. Thank you, though. Alrighty, so Ren, you easily slip behind the rock and you manage to adjust some of the branches that are overhanging and you just disappear amongst the foliage. Uh, Vren, kind of put your hands on your knees a little bit and crouch some. <laughs> it's probably good enough. It's a big rock. Yeah, it's fine. And this way, you, you don't have to touch the rock. You don't have to touch the leaves. You're pretty sure that you saw one almost get in Ren's hair. Uh, Root, after Doug tells you, uh, yeah, go ahead. It's about maybe 10 minutes into it. You can see that there is a gentleman. Peek- oh, son of a bitch. My chat did the disappeary thingy again. Well, <clears throat> let's see if I have another way to display that. Ooh, here we go. And I'll make that obnoxiously large. <laughs> you see a handsome gentleman. Kind of got his hands on his knees. He's very well-dressed, uh, a little bit Victorian. Looking over a rock, I, I want to say peeking, but you, your perception is fairly decent. You can see him. Um, kind of looks like he's trying to hide. You're not sure if he is or if he's just really inspecting the rock, but you definitely see him there. Hey, buddy. How's, how, how you doing over there? Bandits is talking to me. What, what do you look like? I am a half owl, half elf. So I have wings and like an elf face. Then kind of like British uh, legs. Did you say British legs? <laughs> I heard British <laughs> legs too. I was like, no. how are they different? <laughs> They're paler than normal. Birdish. Okay. I think it's a mutant of some sort. I've never seen its kind. Hold on. I take out my book. I start writing real quick, looking at her, writing. Or are, are you, is your character, can I tell if it's male or female? Yes. Male. Male. Okay. Looking at him. Mm-hmm. Appears to be the male of this mutated species. Uh, I think she, her. Yeah. She, her. her. I'm sorry. Her. It's all right. She, her. Seems to be the female of this <laughs> mutated species. <laughs> what do I say? I look at my sister. I am ignoring him because I'm hoping maybe they'll just think he's talking to himself. And Root, so far, this person is talking to a tree branch. Do you stop the wagon or do you just kind of keep going? I'm going to stop the wagon. Okay. Then, do you talk to trees too? No. Uh, I stand up. I kind of dust off. Obviously, she seemed, despite my heroics, attempting to hide. Um, no, not at all. Uh, I was just not looking at your bandit camp that you were headed into. I was just walking, and this rock caught my attention. I study time 
and geology kind of shows the flow of time across the surface of the rock. You can see this one's got some flecks of mica in it, which means nothing to me because I'm not a geologist, but maybe um, that changed over time. Can Kalen in the back of the wagon hear this? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I mean, I don't yeah, see a way for them to have a secretive conversation. So you can hear both sides. He sticks his head out. <laughs> Sorry, allergic to bullshit. What? what? What do you look like? So you see the head of a warforged puck pop out. And he'll go ahead and get all the way out. And he is part wood, part metal. Uh, metal parts look like Damascus steel. The wood is purple heart wood. Um, right now, most that's mostly all you can see. Uh, it's just just metal chest, mostly uh, forearm, arm except for arms are wood, legs are wood, but feet and hands are metal, and chest is metal. There's some smoke around the openings of his chest. Um, are you a clockwork man? That would be fascinating. Oh, what? Clockwork. No, no, I. Do you do a clock has gears in it? I don't know if you'll understand. I'll try and make it simple. Do tell me about my own species. Time. Are you Uh, a clockwork man? Like, like, do you have gears and springs? I. So you all hear from inside the wagon this voice, kind of, bit soft, a little squeaky. I thought the Duke died. And then popping out of the back of the wagon, you see this long snoot that is currently wrapped in bandages, very dirty bandages, uh, a large, floppy, long, uh, wide-brimmed hat. Uh, the eyes are covered by some sort of smoke lens goggles of some sort. And you can see the top part of what looks like a bright orange and black trench coat of some sort. Uh, peeking out and looking around. Oh, you're not the dude. No, he's not. But I guess part of your question is a yes. I do have gears, probably some springs. Could I help you for chance? Hmm? Could I study you? Do you speak common? I can speak other languages if that would be easier. (laughs) In Celestial, he's going to speak... He's going to say, yes, I speak other languages yet what? <laughs> so I don't speak Celestial, but I'm just like, oh, so I switched to Sylvan and I'm like, is this better? Draconic. Nah, sure ain't. I'll switch to a deep speech. Maybe this one will work. Undercommon. Pretty sure we're not going to be able to talk. All right, Elvish. Hmm, last chance. Maybe this one will work. Do you speak Elvish, perhaps? Back in common. How about we stick to this? I know that one. All right. Is your your friend (laughs) slow? No, he's actually pretty quick, but um, I will say he's not automata. He's, He's sentient. And sapient, technically. I'm Norm. Kayla's going to look at Norm. I heard science. Norm. I'm just trying to figure out if you insulted me or not. That's all. No, you're not automata. You're, oh. you're a fully intelligent, you know, conscious being. Oh, okay. I was just expecting we were running into another racist person. But... Oh, well, no, I, I tried to be, you know, aware. Oh, no, no, not you. Not you. But it sounds like what you two are discussing is actually like artificer stuff. Not racist. This is a fair. Yeah, yeah, I think that's fair. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Apologies. I, I've dealt with a lot of racism over the past six months. Um, maybe See, two I, weeks. As a chronomancer, I study time, and as things like clocks and things are um, record that time, I find uh, such as uh, fascinating. So you would be probably the first of your creatures your kind that I've ever met. Opening oh. his chest. 
Gears, yes, but there's actual life in here, too. Uh, you do see a large open cavity uh, that's a little bit blackened as if smoke had been billowing inside. But you can also see pulses of this light blue and light greens that will flare up and move in these rather intricate but odd right angle patterns. Fascinating. And what caused you to turn to banditry, my man? Banditry. It's going to look at Root. Are we always assumed to be criminals? Well, Doug and not Duke thought we were rich, so not always. Most of the time. Well, you are headed to the bandit Fair. camp. He just gave the whistle saying that he was entering the bandit camp with supplies and slaves and goods. He's going to look in at Doug. Doug! Nope, he nope. said this was an outpost. It is an outpost. I don't know what he's talking about. Bandits. This is a non-family family organization and outpost. The town had hired us to watch this bandit outpost because they were attacking the villagers and, you know, taking them slaves and, and whatnot. And really, they're, they're not worth your time. They're not very smart. You guys seem more intelligent than the group there. They, they have copper... Doug? I, I don't have words for this, sister. Can you at least come out so I can... You, can, <laughs> you, you know how to talk to people in, in their normal way. Nor... <clears throat> so I'm gonna <clears throat> sorry. My voice is terrible. Um I'm gonna come out from behind the rock and say Greetings. What my brother says is true. It appears as though your quote unquote guide is guiding you into a trap. Oh definitely not a trap. Doug, I thought we got past this. We we did. I signaled for the outpost to come take us into camp without attacking us. I did I did it twice. That that is true. We did know that that signal was meant that there was not gonna be any fight and it was a delivery of supplies and slaves. And slaves. Nope, nope, nope. Mm -mm. <clears throat> does does Kaylin believe Doug? Go ahead and make an insight check. I joined that. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, I probably do. On that insight. Oh, right. My chat's not working. We got an rolled 11. an 11. I rolled an 8. I believe him. Uh, with an 8, he's pretty tough to read. Uh, with an 11, still a bit difficult. However... It seems that he's putting more emphasis on the idea that you guys are not slaves or goods to be sold. Uh, Ren, I, I see that you rolled as well. Uh, you definitely get the same idea that he is not intending for these people to be slaves or goods. Uh, it is the same whistle either way. Uh, so it's, you know, up to interpretation easily but in this case you think that he's probably afraid of the people in the wagon <laughs> how about you whistle for them to come to us yeah we're we're uh, twins like identical twins except her hair's a little bit right i should probably describe myself when i come out from behind the rock um <clears throat> so as i come out from behind the rock um ren and ren we look very similar. Um, <clears throat> we are twins, um, but I have half my head is shaved, and we have um, same color hair, jet black hair, black, you know, black, uh, brownish kind of eyes. Um, but um, dressed in like full pirate garb, two short swords on either side, um, some piercings on the, uh, well, I guess my left ear. Uh, so I tried to pop an image into Roll Twenty. No idea if it worked or not. It did. I, I thought I clicked on something. I was like, what did I do? Because <laughs> I moved my mouse and it goes... Ah. <laughs> I'll warn you next time. <laughs> All good. Um, so you start to hear other murmurings in the cart. You hear this chime-like tinkle, almost like glass. 
And then you see this large, maned, furry creature, this Leonin, a lion humanoid, peek out and just holding just massive amounts of these reddish-orange gems that are giving off a soft glow, but it is just piled up from his, from everything that you can see of him up to his chin. Just this massive pile of gems. Just kind of looks at you guys and then does a slow tuck back inside the wagon. Um, Those are some fine gems you have. Tommy, where are you going and what are you doing with those? Quite a treasure for this area. Oh. Oh no, um, no. No, that that's that's not gems. That's not gems. Wait, it's in her Doug, you mean it's not? Is Doug the guy that that was a little sus? Yeah, Doug is the one who is definitely a bandit. Uh he's got like, you know, like a Roman soldier leather skirt, uh leather armor and a black cloak that's extremely worn, tattered and cliche at best. Uh, 100% looks like one of the bandits in the camp. Uh, yeah, no. Um, Doug, that's not a gem. Oh, and when and Ren and Ren, they're not, it's not a gem. He'll, and he'll look back into that. Uh, Gurdon, um, come here, Asti. Hey, see, you, you hear me? I'm super upset about that. So, actually, I don't know if you can hear them. They are being... Aww. Little puppies. Bussy puppies. Big puppies. They are. <sighs> um, and Gurdon kind of sounds... No, I could use I could use the warm and the cuddling. It's, um... It's been a couple days. What? What is this? I, speak of cuddling. What is that? What is going oh, on? Gurdon, I'll I'll give her right back. I I need to make a few things clear to new friends. Hopefully. Or fix it. We'll find out. As he peeks her head up. No, no fix. No fix. No fix. No fix. He reluctantly sets her down and she paws up. Uh, and superficially, uh, Vren is a creature that you are somewhat familiar with. You know, some of your colleagues in college had uh, similar-ish creatures as familiars, but typically they were fleshy and small, you know, could sit on a shoulder. This is like a Scottish deerhound size gem, beautifully cut ruby and something else uh, that seems to shift and glow that looks like a massive pseudo-dragon made entirely out of gems. Hmm. Fascinating. It pulls its way up to the front, its tail knocking Doug in the head, and it sits up in Root's lap looking across at you guys. And Ren and Ren you hear in your mind, I cute. <laughs> that's a very accurate. Um, yeah, that's just accurate. Where did you find such a speaking gem creature dragon? A barrel. A bar. A theater. Barrel bar theater? A barrel, <clears throat> a barrel in the bar of a set in a theater. Is it affected by magic? Does it absorb magic? Yeah. Can I uh, something? Yeah, she absorbs magic. Remember the thing in the sewer? Grand Elder Dick. Oh, God, that was terrifying. We want something. Yeah, yeah. Sh- sure. I don't you. Asti, he may try something. He's not hurting. No fix. And she just cocks her head one side to the other. No fix. We don't want to cause any fights here. 
don't break their gem dragon thing. No, 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 no. I want to see if I can affect it with time magic. At your own risk. I take my watch out, and I, like, turn the dial back a little bit, and I'm just going to cast, well, it's a uh, momentary stasis. So it has to make a DC 10 constitution saving throw or be, like, like encased in like stasis for like six seconds. No. Pull up her stat sheet. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. Are didn't ready the frying pan? Boy. Okay, you said con save? Yeah, DC 16 con save. Well, now that's not working fine. I'm a manual roll. Oh wait, making, you guys are doing roll 20. Mine started working again once I like exited out and reopened it like four times. No. Thirteen. Thirteen? So yeah, it just uh there's like this magical field and it the creature just kinda like stops like reacting. Um when encased it's in- incapacitated as a as a speed of zero. So it's like it's called momentary stasis. So it's like it just like time stops in that little sphere for six seconds and then it just fascinating. Time still seems to affect the creature. Kaylin's going to try and make a mental connection with Asti real quick after seeing her freeze for six seconds. Are you okay, Asti? Are you okay? He was just testing. He wasn't trying to hurt. Are you okay? He is thinking concern. 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 Uh, She shakes her head and... (laughs) Fix. fix. No. Fix. No. And no. you see her like pad towards you, just take a couple of steps and her wings flex out. He will pick her up. Fly along the edge of the wings. He will pick her up. He will bear hug, pick her up. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. She getting real hot. He'll hold. He'll bring her back to Gurdon. Comfort and feed. Comfort and feed. And give her to uh so you found this creature inside a barrel of a bar in a theater you so pseudo dragons tend to be of an intelligent sort has it explained to you why it was there we haven't asked <laughs> after kaylin came out with after giving Asti to gurdon but we actually haven't asked you guys hear from the car asked you no and a gout of flame out the back, uh, causing Norman or Pear to fall out. Um, and so now you see that this person that has lumped onto the ground, you see the rest of the large orange and black trench coat uh, struggling to get up. They're a little bit wobbly. They kind of seem like they're really drunk. Uh, stabilize themselves on the cart, and then they come around towards you all and tuck their back up against the side. Okay, I really think that maybe you should just go ahead and apologize, because cause don't feed her something. That usually works somewhat. What do you feed this gem beast? Brute wants to make a Asti treat from Thorn Whip. Uh, so you conjure out your Thorn Whip, and you begin to wrap it around itself into that little bone, and you toss it, and she chomps it in the same breath that Gout of Flame comes out of her nose. Um, Gurdon has to start trying to put that fire out, and she leaps out behind and starts stalking. Like Her ar- her back is arched, her tail and its little stinger is sticking up above her head in between the wings that have now flexed out. Um, okay, so she's free? Yeah, she's out the back. Kaylin will immediately go over and I, don't, I say wrestle her, but not... He's gonna try and grapple her and just it's okay like thinking just pouring thoughts of no fix no fix no fix accident accident didn't know (laughs) norm is pressed as hard as he can against the side of the wagon and will answer your original question Ren. use elemental stuff she likes that but tell her you're giving it to her because you're sorry Use, use your words. This is fascinating. Brother, will you just apologize? I know you have a hard time with that. But I, just say you're sorry. I'm sorry if I offended you. 
Can you at least sound sincere in your apology? Well, I was trying to decide how to address such a creature. Say, I'm... Go ahead now. I... You know, just because you're older doesn't mean that you have to act this way. <laughs> yes, I do. You have a hard time. It was five minutes. People. You've been lording it over me my entire life. You said it yourself. This is why you called me out from behind the rock, is it not? Well, then you don't know it. how to talk. No, you were the one that just did this to it. It should know that it happened. It's time freezes. Most minds don't understand that time passed outside of its time. I tell you what, brother, I will smack you on the head hard enough that you go unconscious. When you wake up, you will tell me if you know that I hit you on the head. That's not the same thing. This is magic. This is very different. This is a subtle science. Well, <clears throat> it appears to react the same way, so... Unless you intend on fighting it today, I might suggest that you apologize. Thanks for listening. And just as a reminder, if you would like to catch us live, be sure to head over to twitch.tv slash happyboomdnd. We are live every other Thursday from around 8-ish to 10-30-ish. Really all depends how many rabbit trails we go down. We would love to see you there, and if you do stop by, be sure to let us know. Thank you.